happy to have a, a, a Mary Magdalene among us <laughs> 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 to actually talk to. I remember once you mentioned that you had always thought when you were younger that you would love to play Mary Magdalene. So do you remember how old you were when you started to think that and why, what attracted you to her in the first place? I was, I was raised in a Catholic church, um, uh, Maronite Catholic church. And so we focused a lot on the new Testament and, um, and it wasn't until really like I, I got a little older that I even really focused on any of the Old Testament. So, so Mary Magdalene was like a major character in, um, you know, in learning about yes. Jesus and his life. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to be an actress when I was really young. Okay. Um, I was really shy and uh, <laughs> I don't know, it just, it came naturally to me to, to, to be on stage and suddenly start performing. Um, and so it was this, this, thing I never really thought I would go into. It didn't seem very practical and it's not very practical. No. Um, so it was always just sort of this dream to, to perform, um, you know, something so historical. And um, I don't remember the interview that I said that I wanted to play here. I, I, mm-hmm. I remember saying that I really liked her as a character when I was younger okay. and that I okay. wanted to be an actress. So I don't, okay. I don't remember like a moment where I was like, I want to play that character. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd ever have the opportunity to play a character like that. And, and so when it, when I did book it, it was such a wonderful surprise that like, this is, this is a possibility mm-hmm. for, for me in my career. Those who are watching The Chosen, they've, they've witnessed Mary Magdalene's encounter with Jesus as she is liberated from those seven demons. And I, I thought it was beautiful how it was portrayed. Um, but how, how did you manage to uh, get into that experience and um, somehow identify, uh, you just put your whole self there into that, into that moment. What, what is it that helped you to identify with her in this sort of before and during the liberation and being set free? Um. I've, I've mentioned before in other interviews that um, I was on the tail end of a like two-ish year depression, mm-hmm. year-long depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was in a I was in a rough spot of just sort of like kind of feeling uh, despair and kind of like giving up in in certain areas of my life, acting being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the dreams that I held so closely. Um, I was like, this isn't working. And, and I felt like I was always pushing and trying things and nothing ever was like working. Um, so, you know, getting into, it's, it's hard to, for me to talk about depression now because I'm not in it. Um, it feels like a different version of me, like something from long ago that I'm, I'm want to, I want to honor that experience because it actually, it taught me and helped me mm-hmm. play Lilith right. in a way that I don't think I would have been able to had I not gone through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that, that period in my life where I was, I was feeling a lot of despair um, only because it like informed me of like how I, I, I empathized with Lilith. I empathized and sympathized with, you know, Mary before she's transformed, um, which I think, you know, gave me um, 
some insight and some um, compassion and and sensitivity to all the scenes as Lilith. Mm. Um, of course, I was wanting during that that period to have a second chance to have like this sense of redemption and and like a do over. Um, and and so that came to me through the script, through the story, and through the character of like she actually gets this like clean sweep like next chapter yes. you know like start again the past get 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 away from it stop living in it stop being that and like here's an opportunity to become really what she's meant to become mm -hmm. who she's meant to be um who we know her as because when i was young i had no idea that she was um demon possessed or that there was any sort of exorcism i had no idea i just knew that she was jesus's like closest friend wow. she was there at the resurrection she was there uh, at the cross like mm -hmm. i just knew her as as that element so it was this this uh specific thing in her character that was a surprise to me when i read the script and then i thought this is such a big part of like it's just it's just like a phrase in in a passage but right this this is somebody's life before to be demon possessed like that mm -hmm. um and the way they portrayed it in the chosen like mm -hmm. it 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 does require some like deep delving into um how someone can get to someone with a good heart can get into that position right. someone who wants to be close to god someone who wants to be living a, a happy joyful life mm -hmm. how that can happen to someone and um the bad cycles and loops that we and patterns that we can get into so easily mm -hmm. and have such a hard time getting out of because it's like you you get heartbroken and so you accept uh, mistreatment or abuse um and then you're heartbroken again <laughs> and then you try to uh you know heal yourself not heal yourself but like um alcohol or drugs mm -hmm. or distraction or mm -hmm. like you know and then that creates more pain and like mm -hmm. so it's just this thing that i think they did a wonderful job showing like this didn't just happen overnight mm -hmm. um this is a, a a type of mentality mm -hmm. of like this is you know of being stuck yes. that really requires something to and i think it requires the the pure pure love that jesus has for her mm. to just separate from it just to yes. like almost like a magnet like it just doesn't work anymore mm -hmm. um in order to move on to the next stage and mm -hmm. so i myself was seeking that out um not just as an actor just as a person and so it was it was fun to be able to to enact it and and play it out in those scenes mm -hmm. you mentioned um the pure love of jesus that um, must have helped her just to break right his yeah. his loving gaze his loving touch and this is something um that i think that scene so beautifully depicts um there's there's no hint of um some of the other ideas that are out there about mary magdalene and jesus that you know there's their their lovers or um, there's some sort of other romantic element going on there um, there's just something so beautiful and pure and i don't know if this is 
if you think women will, would identify with this, especially those who have been in these life traumatic situations where they have been abused or um, I've, I've found more and more women identify with her when they've been in those situations. And uh, I think that scene beautifully just kind of, it's a healing moment just to watch that scene. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah but there's been a lot of response from viewers of like, mm-hmm. of, of them feeling um, that same sort of sense of relief and redemption during that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dallas even like broke down the entire, like the editing of it. And I was like, oh, this is going to dispel like the, the magic in it, but it doesn't like every time I watched, I'm like, there's just something about that scene. Yeah. I, I don't want to take any credit for it because it, it was, I think such a collaborative effort and also just something just special about it that, that I'm grateful to be able to just have been a part of. Mm-hmm. So that was the um, sort of conversion scene. You could say the being yeah. set free. We see her so peaceful following Jesus. How did you enter into that part of um, acting now that you're following Jesus? What are the sentiments? What are, what's the kind of interior world that's going on in your heart to portray Mary Magdalene in that moment? Um, it was interesting because while we were filming it, we, we went back and forth a little bit. So I was playing Lilith like one week and then Mary the next and then Lilith again. So it, it took some, some preparation before each one just to like, remind myself where I'm at. It was much, much easier when we filmed in the summer. It was the last four episodes of season one where um, I was just married the entire time. So that was mm-hmm. that was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have like a lot of emotional scenes or anything. So it was just kind of like hanging out with the guys and watching mm-hmm. these miracles happen. It was all, it was pretty joyful. Um, to, to get into the, the mindset and like the, the heart space for Mary um, was at first, you know, I was, I was so joyful for booking the role that for those first four episodes, I was uh, kind of in shock. Um, I hadn't had like a win in a while and I was just, I was walking on clouds (laughs) or on air, whatever that phrase is. Um, So it was really, uh, I think just, just being on set and like, getting to act in something that I loved so much um, got me into this like, you know, positive and hopeful state. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, like it's life-giving to you. Sounds yeah. like it's been very life-giving. Yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's made me like, uh, there are stories in the Bible that I, I had no idea about and, um, you know, <laughs> To, to enact them and then go back and read and like, this is some wild, wild stuff. Like yeah. this is, yeah. I wish I knew this growing up. I wish I knew this going to church. Like it, for some reason, I, it, maybe it was because it was just written and not performed, but being able to like enact these stories that, that we were sort of familiar with, but to actually like imagine like, what would it be like to see someone a paralytic like stand up for the first Mm -hmm. time like what is Mm -hmm. that and every single time there's like a a healing or transformative moment Mm -hmm. in the scenes um yeah it's it there's there's something there's a there's a nice feeling on set yeah um, special it's really happened and Mm -hmm. and to be able to watch it again is cool 
So for me to watch them, all these, it's almost like a prayer, watching the Gospels come alive. So I can't imagine actually acting them. Um, and you know, um, in Plato's Republic and in psychology, they have this saying, this idea that um, you, you, when you act out something, you, you sort of become what you reflect or you take on certain dispositions or attitudes of the person that you're acting out. Uh-huh. Would you mind, would you share anything there? Is there something you feel like, um, of course it's you, uh, it's your person, but are there, are there ways in which it's sort of shaping your own heart, taking on this character? Um, I mean, as an actor, you want to, you do want to like remove yourself as much as possible, but you also want to bring, bring what you know and your experience to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself a number of times, especially during the last four episodes, um, almost, <laughs> almost like nervous that I'm going to mess this up. Um, that like, you know, Mary is this historical and spiritual figure that like, I, I, I don't deserve to play, you know? So it's, it's this, this nerve wracking thing of like, I want to honor this, but every time I go too far in making this like too, mm, too holy, mm. I, I think I, I look back and I see the performance. I'm like, Oh, that, that's not it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think mm-hmm. the good thing about this writing is like, it really humanizes and um, yeah. these characters and, um, and I'm realizing that the more human I let myself be, um, the better the performance and the yeah. better, uh, I think, the, the truth telling of, of the series, of the character uh, and her story. So I'm trying not to like, I'm not a, sta- I'm not a saint, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, and I, I didn't sign up to be a saint. Like I, I can't. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, I mean. I, um, I'm a person, I'm a human, I'm a woman, I'm an actor, an artist, and like, I have a lot of things in my life that, that I hold dear, you know, that I, um, I don't want, I, I don't want to transform into this version that I think Mary is. Mm-hmm. All I can do is like, be myself and listen to god and and listen to my instinct and like mm-hmm. you know trust that everything's going according to to the the right way the right plan and so mm-hmm. you know it's definitely it's the whole experience has made me a much more joyful and positive mm-hmm. and i think um probably thoughtful person mm-hmm. um and so like i'm grateful for that and it's it's mm-hmm. it's made me you know um, excited about everything, mm-hmm. excited about um, so many, so many things and relationships and friendships and um, work. Um, but I, I do think there's like a little trap there of like trying to be, trying to be a holy person. <laughs> because when I do that too much, I think of the performance, it like, it loses its humanness. And I mm-hmm. think that's the thing that people connect to and need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. People do connect to her in so many ways um, because she was so human, right? And like Jesus stepped into the messiness of her life. I like to, you know, use that expression. 
And even after this being set free of these seven demons, uh, I can just imagine her still struggling with certain things. I mean, she's the same person, but uh, liberated from whatever was oppressing her. But she might have some bad habits still or some things to overcome or pride might bite her a little bit, you know, Absolutely. here and there. Right. So, um, so I'd love to see that come out in the chosen a little bit more. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. see if it does. Yeah. I think, um, even, you know, for storytelling too, and for good storytelling, there does have to be like some tension and some challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I trust the writing that they, they know all of that because they're fantastic storytellers. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think even in in some of the the scenes for the last four episodes, I um, I found myself like as Mary worrying about a lot of things, mm. and so even though she's transformed and and um, free of her past, there's still this like I think there's a little sense of like trying to control a little bit, just so like Jesus doesn't get caught or do doesn't mm. get. Mm -hmm. she she kept apologizing a lot for like i called attention to you and mm. you know interrupted your teaching and i think she's nervous about like doing the the right things and mm -hmm. um and uh almost overthinking it all which okay. i i think that there's some opportunity um i think for me to like to even overcome in myself just like just trust the thing <laughs> just trust all of it there's there's nothing you can yeah. control so, so your character is entering into her character too. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I think that happens with um, with certain models that can be in our life as well. And I, what I, what I love about Mary Magdalene is she shows us a journey, right? And we're all on a journey. And when we look at her life um, from where she come, where she came from, and what the at least the the last outcome we see in scriptures that she ends up sharing with the disciples, being the first one to bear the good news that Jesus is risen. It gives us a sense of hope and precisely what you said you're experiencing, great joy. Mm -hmm. um, so, so she really does become this sort of icon of hope and joy, but through the realism of she had to struggle, right? And oh, it's, uh, it's yeah. not an easy path at all. Struggling so. from, the, from the beginning and then also, I mean, the, the crucifixion and, mm -hmm. and seeing your best friend you know we we all know jesus as as this icon and, and figure and um something that's beyond us but for her mm -hmm. he was her best friend <laughs> you yeah. know to, yeah. see, to see something like that yeah, yeah. um raboni <laughs> yeah there's there's just a lot there that mm -hmm. i that i'm mm -hmm. you know i want to get right <laughs> but yeah. Well, let the Holy Spirit take you there, right? Right, yeah, there's, there's yeah, nothing to control. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to ask you if there, if what your hopes and your dreams are for your future uh, in your professional life, if you could share that with us. Because um, this, this, I think, has, it sounds like it's opened a door for you in a positive direction. It has. Uh, I mean, the dream, of course, would be to play this through the seasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, my my acting career was mostly commercial um and industrial stuff spokesperson um i still enjoy doing all of that um but the the lifestyle of being an actor is it's just tough 
Um, there's so much rejection and, you know, a lot of projects out there that like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of, I don't, you know, I don't, um, I'm realizing from this experience that like, I'm not a good actor unless my heart's in it. Mm. And, um, and I'm, I realize now looking back on a lot of things, like my heart wasn't in a, a lot of what I've done. Mm. Um, and so there's the desire to like act and just do anything. And, and the idea of being famous, any of that, like I'm, I'm kind of over, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired okay. of, of the idea okay. of, of that type of success. Mm. Um, even with like fans reaching out, like it's, it's overwhelming for me. I'm a really, mm. Um, private person and um, I love acting for the experience of living someone else's life mm -hmm. um, but that really requires really good writing and really good production mm -hmm. um, so part of me wants to maybe like you know if the chosen's not filming kind of go back to theater <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I think there's really fantastic writing in theater um, mm -hmm. and then of course I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and um, I'm focusing on on telling um, from here on out. A lot of my filmmaking and storytelling has has shifted and changed um, what the types of stories we tell and the types of um, voices we want to help magnify. Mm -hmm. uh, so from here on, I'm I'm focusing on on uh, sharing women's stories that are not often heard. Mm -hmm. um, and giving a voice to those who maybe haven't had much of a voice in their lives. Um, and then I also have, a, I run a film festival with my friend, uh, Giselle Marie Munoz, uh, called Austin Art House Film Festival. Mm -hmm. My background's, uh, my BA was in film studies. So okay. I'm a cinephile. And uh, <laughs> so we do a lot of, um, a lot of, we spotlight a lot of artists uh, around the world. Uh, they're art house filmmaking. And um, we're starting to give back a little bit with, with prizes and cash prizes and awards and everything. So there are a couple things in my life that I'm, that I'm wanting to give back uh, through. That, that mentality of, of cultivating and um, nurturing a community is very new to me because okay. before this show... I was pretty selfish. <laughs> I was really selfish. Um, and thinking about like my career, my success, my um, image, it was all mm -hmm. focused on, on me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And since this, I'm realizing like there's, there is no me unless there is an us. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, community has become a really important factor in my life and a really important um, element that I want to continue to cultivate. So mm -hmm. it whether sounds... it's acting or directing or anything like that, I'm realizing this is, this is about community. Yeah. And it sounds like that's giving you joy as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah. More than any concept of, of success. Could mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful testimony to a lot of, a lot of people out there that are um, trying to figure out their path as well. So thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. Absolutely. Um,